Hey everybody, Jim Sammons here. Welcome to the Kayak Fishing Show Live. Brought to you by all these great sponsors scrolling across the bottom, as well as Ballast Point Brewing Company. Although I'm kind of cheating today. Um, this is by the originators of Ballast Point. A little cut water, cold brew cocktail. A little coffee in it and horchata vodka. And uh, they're delicious. I just needed a little bit of that caffeine going too, so. Cheers to you all during this crazy, crazy time. <laughs> um, not going to lie to you, my head hasn't been really in the game. Um, I didn't uh, get a guest for today. But there was such a large mix of guys that were on this trip, um, and this was such a long time ago, uh, that I, I just didn't get around to getting a guest. So you're stuck with me as the commentator on this uh, episode, and uh, I hope that works for you. <laughs> I'm going to get rid of that uh, banner. So uh, make sure you bring on your questions, everything like that. You know, we do these every Tuesday and Thursday. I did cancel the uh, Tuesday uh, live show this week. I caught some heat for it, but I don't care. Um, you know, it was just one of those things that I felt was the thing to do. And I'm not going to get into the whole politics of it either. I, I, I can see both sides and it's driving me crazy. And that's kind of why my mind isn't into it so much. But anyway, like I said, I, this is to get our minds off of all this BS and uh, just enjoy some fishing and thinking about fishing and all that. This was an amazing trip. The uh, picture there behind me uh, is the Islander. Uh, they do these mothership trips here uh, locally. Uh, one day, day and a half out to San Clemente Island, which are absolutely amazing. And uh, then they've done trips out to Cortez Bank. Uh, and this trip was a mothership trip. Uh, was, And this was such a long time ago, I don't really remember. I think it was a six-day trip and down to Cedros Island. Now, I will be honest with you. This was an amazing trip. Uh, we had pretty rough seas. That rack that all those kayaks are on got kind of busted up in some rough seas on the way back. Um I love Cedros Island. I highly recommend going there if you have the chance. Uh, my friend Jose with Cedros Outdoor Adventures has a phenomenal operation down there where you uh, they will pick you up here in the U.S. Um, you can either uh, get on a private charter and fly down or you can drive down to Ensenada and they jump on a plane from there and fly out to the island. Um, basically, you're fishing the same day. This is a long trip on this boat. The Islander is not the biggest boat. It's not the fastest boat, so it took a while to get down there. There's quite a bit of travel time, but it was still an awfully amazing trip. Uh, it was a, a charter by the guys up at NorCal Kayak Fishing, uh, just an awesome, awesome group. And um, the cool thing is, is you know, you get to know everybody on that long trip down. Uh, you know, you're gearing up and. Um, if you see kelp patties, you might jump on a kelp patty and, and um, fish off the boat for a little bit. We did do some fishing off the boat on this trip. Uh, we had quite a bit of wind, as I recall. I have not, I'm going to be honest, I have not watched this episode since it aired, and this was season one, so 11 years ago. <laughs> um, so, uh, but it, like I said, it, it, great people, great fishing. Um, we had not only kayak fishermen on it, we had free divers on there. Uh, one, uh, and I, I don't remember if it's in the episode or not. 
uh, one of the guys dropped a, uh, a tackle box off the back of the boat while he was getting on his kayak. And one of the free divers dove down and got it from him. And as I recall, it was in over a hundred feet of water, <laughs> a free diver diving down over a hundred feet of water to find somebody's tackle box. Uh, it was pretty, pretty amazing. So, um, we got some uh, comments here. Let me see what we, uh, Liam, thanks for joining us as always from uh, Kayak Fishing Tales. Remember, you can always join us on Kayak Fishing Tales, our YouTube channel. Uh, Bobby, thanks for joining us. I really appreciate it. Uh, Sam and Ray, what do you think of the Garmin Stri Striker 4 Port? I, honestly, I, I'm, I don't know it. Um, I work with uh, Ray Marine, so I know their products. I, I'm not really familiar with the Garmin. I'm sorry. Um, Bobby, uh, I missed this missed this show. Um, yeah, like I said, this this episode was uh, season one. Um, so again, we've been on the air for eleven years. Oh, speaking of that, um, just different news. We got a big announcement coming uh, next Wednesday. So make sure you you tune in here next Wednesday. We'll have a press release, and I may come on live to do it. Uh, but uh, we got a really really cool announcement that we are very excited about uh, coming up for next Wednesday. So please join us next Wednesday and um, we'll uh, let you know what uh, what we have in store for you. Like I said, it's amongst all this lousy news we've had lately and the, the trials that we've been going through just here personally, you know, with the show and everything else with sponsors and, you know, with them having issues with COVID and, you know, all of our travel being canceled. It's, it's just, just been a crazy, crazy time. And now with what's going on, um, it's, it's just nuts, but so this is some good news. This is some really good news, but, uh, with no further ado, I want to uh, get this episode started and then I will answer any questions if you have them and maybe swap some stories as they pop up into my head. Cause like I said, I haven't watched this episode in 11 years. So, uh, it's going to be just re refreshing my memory, uh, to see what it's all about. So uh, let's bring her on up, get this episode started. If you're not hearing audio, please let me know. I sometimes forget to hit the button. This week on the Kayak Fishing Show, we're taking it west to the coast of Northern Baja aboard the Mothership Islander. We're gonna be going after yellowtail and big calico bass. Don't change the channel, this is gonna be epic. At the forefront of any sport, you inevitably find someone pushing the limits. While kayak fishing has been exploding in popularity, Jim Sammons has been doing just that. Uh, yeah, look at these. Nice. From the seat of his ocean <laughs> kayak, Jim challenges the world's top game fish and puts his kayak fishing skills to the ultimate test. Never fought a kayak, have you, fish? From freshwater to saltwater. Jim's mission is simple, to discover the best fishing destinations in the world and prove that anything is possible from a kayak.
The Kayak Fishing Show is brought to you in part by Ocean Kayak, makers of the Trident series of fishing kayaks. Ex Officio, clothing for the adventurous spirit. Seagar fluorocarbon, fish anything. Standard Horizon, nothing takes to the water like Standard Horizon. Maui Jim, eliminate glare, turn up the color. And the Heliconia Press, cutting edge outdoors media. Fisher that way. <laughs> this week on the kayak fishing show, Jim is riding the high seas to big adventures in northern Baja on his search for yellowtail in the famed waters around Cedros Island. Heading out on the islander to go down to Cedros and uh, hopefully get some of these big yellowtail these guys have got. A boat just came in from the same place we're going fishing. A lot of big yellowtail. <laughs> Makes me rethink my uh, calico bass plan. <laughs> Did you bring enough yellowtail stuff, Jim? Oh. I think I got a little bit. Cedros is well known for the huge schools of yellowtail that collect around it. And not surprisingly, charter boats make regular trips out of here from California to fill their holds with the deluxe sushi grade fish. <laughs> 60 miles off the coast of Baja and 300 miles from San Diego, the only way to access the area is by boat. And there is no better boat equipped for kayak anglers than the Islander out of San Diego. With custom-made kayak racks and sleeping room for up to 30 passengers, the Islander provides an ideal platform to reach remote fishing grounds. That's going to be a good trip. Good trip. Amazing. These guys, I mean, what they have this boat load, fully loaded in half an hour, except for the three strikers. On this week's adventure to Cedros Island, Jim is once again joined by his longtime friend and outdoors reporter, Paul Liebowitz, along with a group of 16 hardened kayak anglers from the NorCal Kayak Anglers Club. Together, they'll brave the rough ride down to Cedros Island. Look at this, back when people used to all paddle a kayak. Very few pedals on this trip. I think these guys realize how quickly six days goes by on a boat, you know? I know right. the, the, the feeling I was getting from in the beginning so wow it's gonna be a long trip six days i don't know if we can you know imagine spending six days on a boat but and it flies by like that stay tuned as jim paul and the norcal kayak anglers enter a yellowtail hunt of epic proportions <laughs> the kayak fishing show we'll be right back <clears throat> So I'm a, a huge calico bass guy. I love fishing calicos, and there really is no better place than the islands down there. But there's some big yellowtail, and the yellowtail really can move in close to the island, and it's super this exciting. On the kayak fishing show with Jim Sammons, Jim hit Cedros Island off the coast of northern Baja for some wild yellowtail action. That's a big yellowtail there. Cedros Island is considered one of the most fertile yellowtail fishing grounds on the west coast. A large part of that may have to do with its location. 60 miles off Baja's remote coastline, the only viable means of accessing the island is by small plane or by taking a grueling 300-mile boat ride from San Diego, which Jim, Paul, and the NorCal kayak anglers have chosen to do. The Islander is a boat designed specifically for this type of trip, but strong headwinds make for slow and bumpy progress. Well, basically, we've got a motor for about 30 hours, so while we're motoring, we're going to fish. So we're doing about 8 to 10 miles an hour, 
and uh, you're dragging a, a plug back there and uh, basically what will happen is if we get bit here these rods are very heavy tackle and uh, we'll try and get these fish to the back of the boat as quick as we can the rest of the school will follow the fish to the stern and then everybody else will pitch a live bait on them it's gonna have a real sound i can feel it i can almost taste it Despite a rougher-than-normal ride, the 30-hour trip passes surprisingly quick, and it's time to fish. Jim immediately heads to the rocky shores of the island in search of one of his favorite game fish, calico bass. That feels like a good fish. There's a toad calico. Toad calico bass. Listen to that wind. Big calico bass. Really nice fish. Got him on this Reeves lure. It's a, basically a big grub. There's still wind. If I get away from this island, we're going to blow away. But I like to fish in here tight. It's a little more sheltered anyway from the wind, but should have really good calico bass fishing. And that's really why I come to Cedros, is for the good calico bass fishing. I like the excitement of being in here where there's so much turbulence and, and so much water moving. Um, also, the big calicos live in the, the rougher areas. And... When they hit, they hit with a vengeance because they only have a split second of visibility on the fish or, or the bait. And so when they hit it, they hit it hard and they turn around and try to run back under a rock. So it's a great fight. You have to be very careful, make sure you're not getting pulled into the surf. So it's just got, you know, a, a real excitement to it. And they're beautiful fish. And I like it here because, you know, we have calico bass at home. But it's very rare to catch the, the quantity and quality that we see at this island. That's nice a big one. Bass. That's a nice fish. <laughs> Another real nice calico. Just caught it right up next to that rock. Good fish. In rough conditions, man. It doesn't look as rough as it is. It's so windy. Whew. There you go. <laughs> After an incredible day of rocking the calicos, Jim and Paul make their way back to the Islander for the night. That's good food. <laughs> the Islander is an 88-foot long-range charter boat that has taken over 10,000 anglers and divers out on the water. Around five years ago, when kayak fishing was taking off in the San Diego area, Paul Leibowitz and Jim Sammons connected with Islander Captain Shane Slaughter, one of the most successful charter captains in the area. Together, they hatched a plan to get groups of kayak anglers out to fishing grounds that were only accessible by big boat. Soon afterwards, they built a kayak rack on the back of the sport boat, and the islander began taking fleets of paddlers out to the fish-rich waters that were virtually inaccessible beforehand. With sleeping room for 30 passengers, a comfortable galley, great meals, and an enthusiastic crew, the islander provides the perfect platform for a multi-day kayak fishing trip. We're at 85-footer at a fisherman's landing in San Diego. You know, our bread and butter throughout the years, offshore tuna fishing, multi-day trips, albacore, bluefin, yellowfin tuna fishing. But, you know, like being from San Diego, you know, born and raised here, grew up doing all sorts of water-related things. So, you know, now owning the boat, we want to try to offer some of those same things to uh, a lot of the local community too, you know, which includes kayak fishermen, divers, scuba divers, spear fishermen, you know, stand-up rod and reel fishermen, all that. So we've got a pretty diverse operation and offer trips to some pretty incredible places down the coast. I mean, it's a whole nother league. Right. You know? So, you know, that's uh, kind of how I put it to guys. 
then you know once they come out on a trip like this and get out to Clemente or even better down the coast like the Cedros Benitez, they realize that it's it's not the same game. One of Jim's favorite places to find fish is in and around the boiler rocks, where fish just don't see much pressure from other anglers. Although fishing these rough waters isn't for everyone, this is one of the spots where kayaks excel. And so that's what Jim is going to talk about in this week's Kayak Fishing Tip, brought to you by Standard Horizon, because nothing takes to the water like Standard Horizon handheld VHF radios. All right, we'll take a little pause there. Um... Yeah, absolutely amazing place. If, Like I said, if you like calico bass fishing, um, if you've never caught a calico bass, they fight quite a bit. They don't jump, but they fight kind of bulldog you more like a smallmouth does. But they're a saltwater fish, and they're just tougher. Um, and the cool thing about going down to places like Cedros and Benitas and, and these islands down that way is you truly have the opportunity to get into a double digit fish, which is kind of difficult here uh, up in San Diego. I mean, I've done it. My biggest calico I ever caught was actually here in uh, La Jolla, but um, it gets pre hit pretty hard. Um, the uh, It's kind of a bread and, bread and butter fish for your the sport boats out here, the half day boats. And they just, you know, it's kind of a kill them all. Um, where those of us that really like these fish all practice catch and release. But when they're killing all those fish, you know, it's hard to, to kind of get up to those bigger fish. So, uh, like I said, if you really want that opportunity to get the bigger calicos, run down to a place like Cedros. Um, like I said, I don't know that Islander ever does this trip anymore uh, because it is a, it's a tough one because it is a long trip. Um, but you can do it through an operation like Cedros Outdoor Adventures uh, where you fly down. Um, we've actually left... Um, God, I think I gave Jose five kayaks. So he has kayaks there. Um, kind of a trade I did with him that I gave him some of my old kayaks in exchange for me being able to go down and visit whenever I want. Um, but uh, like I said, absolutely amazing place. Uh, the food on the Islander is, I mean, you're being fed by a chef every day. It's absolutely amazing. Um, the Islander also specializes in, um, if you've ever wanted to do a cage dive for white sharks, they do those trips down to uh, Guadalupe Island. And uh, again, same kind of operation. These guys work their butts off. Amazing, amazing crew. Um, or like I said, they also do their uh, one day, day and a half trips to San Clemente Island or Catalina Island up here, which are just, again, phenomenal, phenomenal trips. So uh, we've got a couple other things here. Um, Joe Park, great show. I was on the Islanders' very first kayak mothership trip. That's 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 amazing, Joe. Um, I actually, I kind of, I, I kind of, I mean, yeah, I kind of pioneered uh, some of the mothership trip stuff. I did some of the very first mothership trips on a, a different boat uh, out to San Clemente Island, and then exploring mothership trips before the Islander ever did it. We actually did an eight day on the Qualifier One Hundred Five. Uh, and it was just, it was one of their normal um, fishing trips. And they let myself and my buddy Mark bring our kayaks. Uh, it was what they called their skiff trip. Uh, so they loaded up a bunch of skiffs on the boat and they would lower them in and guys would go fish for yellowtail and the calicos, kind of same thing. And then um, they would drop us in the water in our kayaks. The difference being is they would drop the boats off and then they would go take off and go fish outside the island. 
looking for yellowtail or yellowfin or whatever. So unlike these trips where the islanders always kind of anchored up and then the kayaks kind of spread out, once we were dropped off, the boat was just gone. <laughs> and um, it was it was super cool. I mean, it was very, very cool. And we, we got to hit several islands out there. Like I said Benitas and Cedros, uh, Natividad. Um, it was absolutely a, a, a phenomenal, phenomenal trip. And one I will definitely never forget. And, you know, they had competitions on there. Uh, and I actually caught the largest um, calico bass on the trip, which was uh, a it was just under 10 pounds. So I didn't hit the double digit mark, but it was just under 10 pounds. And it was the largest one on the trip, which I was pretty stoked on. I got a, if you remember fish trap lures, I got a fish trap lure jacket for that. <laughs> um, Blake dryer, biggest fish. I'm not on the trip. Like I said, I just got a almost 10 pound calico. Uh, there's some big yellowtail down there. Um, I've seen yellowtail 50 pounds down there. Um, so if you're talking about on that trip, uh, I think that's what you mean. I hope to do it again sometime. Yeah, Joe, like I said, I mean, the, the Islanders still running several um, mothership trips now. I don't know with our current uh, COVID situation, what they're doing, but they, they do have it on their schedule. They are still doing mothership trips out to San Clemente. Um, Jeff need to do the mother, the Islander trip. Yeah. Like I said, and they are such a great operation, great people, um, you barely have to lift a finger. Uh, there are limitations. Um, like I said, back then we were all using paddle kayaks. So it was a lot easier on the crew. Um, I know now a lot of guys using pedal kayaks, which are considerably heavier. So they don't allow some of the bigger pedal kayaks, like the, uh, the, uh, Hobie pro anglers are not allowed. They're just too heavy for the crew to have to deal with getting it on and off and up into that rack and such. Um, Jeremy, I was supposed to go on an Islander trip on the 11th. As long as Newsom opens up the fleet, God, don't even get me started. I don't want to talk politics, but, uh, crazy, crazy. It's all crazy, man. Crazy. Uh, Joe Parker, I was looking forward to fishing with you, but something came up and Matt Moyer let it. Oh, okay. I remember that. It was probably, it, it, it just like any other time, if I had Matt run a trip for me, it was probably because my back went out. <laughs> you know, I, I've got the worst back in the world and, uh, you know, I've had surgery on my back and I need it again. So it's a good chance. But if you had Matt run the trip, lead the trip, you were in good hands because Matt's a lot of fun to fish with. Thomas always wanted to go to Cedrus Island. Like I said, hook up with uh, Cedrus Outdoor Adventures. Uh, there are other operations down there now, uh, but Jose was the first and he has got an amazing place on the bluff overlooking the water. Uh, we did a show from there and we, and um, we will be airing that on here um, as we go through the seasons, but uh, his place, his operation is top notch. So um, very cool. Um, contact fishvillage.com for details on mothership trips. Yeah, I, I guess they do trips as well. Um, they are, uh, a booking agent or they charter their own trips. I'm not sure how they run it, but I know they, uh, fish village guys do a great job on how they organize trips. Um, so yeah, or you can book directly through the Islander or like I said, different groups. Like I said, this trip was 
all from guys from the NorCal kayak anglers. So that was pretty cool. So anyway, let's uh, get back to airing the uh, episode and uh, I'll touch back here in a little bit. If you're not familiar with the term boiler rocks, the name comes from the surface disruption caused by waves going over a high spot like rocks or reefs or other types of structure. The boils indicate structure, which is cool because where there's structure, there's usually fish. And so tossing lures or baits around the boils will often get you the big strikes. I usually use a bit heavier line and button down the drag of my reel because these fish like to run right back into the rocks and bust you off. Now, now honestly, fishing the boiler rocks is challenging and it can be dangerous. Of course, that's one of the reasons it's appealing to some people. So if you want to fish these areas, you really need to be careful, particularly if the area is new to you. Take your time before moving into the area, see where the biggest waves are, and look for channels where you can sit beyond the surf zone. So two of the biggest dangers when you're fishing the boiler rocks are getting dragged into the impact zone by a large fish or getting caught unaware by a large wave. To avoid getting surprised by waves, I like to keep my kayak parallel to the shore so it's easy for me to see what, where I'm casting, but I can also look over my shoulder and see where the waves are rolling in. I also always keep my paddle on my lap so it's ready to go if I need to take a quick sweep stroke to get me out of there. To avoid getting dragged into the impact zone by a desperate fish, I'll often pin my rod down under my legs so that I can use both hands to paddle out of the danger zone while dragging the fish behind me. Make no mistake, fishing the boilers is no place for the unskilled or timid kayaker. But if you have the appropriate gear, some buddies you can count on if things go wrong, the boilers can be a great place to get on fish. For more tips and your chance to win a fantastic kayak fishing package that includes an Ocean Kayak Trident Fishing Kayak and Standard Horizon VHF radios, visit kayakfishingshow.com. That's not apply now. <laughs> calico bass, Jim and Paul wake up with their minds set on fighting some yellowtail. And so after a quick breakfast, the team hits the water and drops bait. Yeah, that one hit like a freaking freight train. <laughs> That's good yellow tail. And if you've never caught a yellow tail, they pull really hard. and I just couldn't seem to get one on. So I just changed tactics. Like I said, I put a little weight on and got it down to the bottom and uh, got this big, beautiful fish. Oh, nice. I love that sound. But I just dropped that bait in the water. I mean, literally just dropped it down. Got color. Yeah. Oh, it's another quality fish, though. Oh, nice fish. 
nothing to two fish in what 15 minutes two nice quality yellowtail man that's good stuff too hamachi this was a very windy trip of course it was my show so it had to be very windy are building which forces the kayakers to hug the coast but the lure of yellowtail proves strong stay tuned as jim and company find out why cedros island is considered one of the best places in the world to find big fish the kayak fishing show is brought to you in part by ocean kayak ex officio scotty maui jim standard horizon and the heliconia press yeah, so as I said, I mentioned there the wind was starting to pick up. It got to the point where if you didn't stay up against the island, kind of in that wind shadow, and it wasn't a big area, um, you were getting blown straight out away from the island. Um, we knew there were some big fish off the island. We were seeing birds and, and all that working. But if you got out there, it was blowing so hard that to get back to where you wanted to be, they just didn't want us out there. So we had to stick pretty close to the island, but we still managed to get quite a few fish up close. And I had one fish and I think it's on here where I was actually fishing for calicos right up against the island. And um, I saw some birds start working. I mean, literally right next to the shore, start seeing some bait get pushed. And I threw with my bass rod, threw up in there and just got hammered. And I got like a 24, I think it was like a 24 pound yellowtail on my little bass rod. And then a few minutes later, I got hit again on my live bait on my heavy setup and I couldn't land it. So it was, it was pretty funny. Um, so those, those fish would just cruise right in through that shallow water. You just never know what you're going to hook up. Uh, yellowtail, white sea bass, halibut, all that stuff is available down there. Just a phenomenal, phenomenal place to fish. jump past this little commercial break here welcome back to the kayak fishing show with jim salmons this week jim joins a group of hardcore northern californian kayak anglers on board the islander charter boat for an incredible six-day mothership trip to cedros island in northern baja Right now, I plan to take pictures. Okay. Later on, it's catch fish until my arms are noodles. All right, man. Here at Cedros. And uh, hope we get some yellowtail. A little bit nicer than it was yesterday. Not quite so much plump. With two days of great fishing already in the bag, the crew has high hopes for the days ahead. After all, Captain Slaughter never leaves Cedros without a full load of sushi-grade yellowtail in his hold. Of course, Mother Nature doesn't always make it easy, and a strong wind picks up, driving many of the kayakers off the water. Not willing to give up, Jim takes his hunt closer to shore, where there's some protection from the wind. <laughs> Little tiny calico. Followed the lure all the way up to the boat, and has bit the end of its tail right as I was lifting it. Well, we just pulled up on Cedros. 
finally got a little bit of calm and uh, I just pulled up to this little rocky beach figure I'd try for a couple halibut real quick if not then I'll uh, get some bait out and go trolling around get out of the breeze a little bit of wind if you get off the beach a little bit so I figured to stay right here along this beach out of the blue a crashing wave catches Jim's attention as it explodes where there shouldn't be wave activity he notices the bird circling above and immediately realizes the explosion of water was caused by a large school of yellowtail smashing bait fish along the shoreline. The game is on. Well, we were fishing calicos up against the wall there. And we'd been seeing schools of bait pushed up against there, turned around after coming on hook down there to just see just eruption, huge school of yellowtail blowing up on bait so we just paddled as hard as we could got down here and it had kind of calmed down but i threw out this magic swimmer and you just saw this boom just blew up on it so this is my this is my calico bass rod so kind of a tough one here i don't know if i'll be able to land him i got color and it's a good size freaking yellowtail <laughs> Woo! On the bass rod. Things out, Shane. On my little, on my little Calcutta 300. <laughs> tossed out the, uh, tossed out the magic swimmer. Two fish swirled on it. He missed it. Yeah, Sabil. Not a bad fish for a bass rod. <laughs> this is a live sardine. So you know when you have uh, catches that you always remember? I mean, I've caught a lot of fish over the years at different places. And that was one of those ones that I will always remember. Um, because literally, I mean... I, I threw that thing probably in my, my lure up into about two feet of water up against a wall and a big old yellowtail. I mean, I, I will always remember that catch. It was just one of those catches, which is, uh, which is pretty cool. Um, it, it, it's a special place, Cedrus Island. Like I said, it, it's really amazing if you do have a chance to get out there, but uh, just had to share that while I was thinking of it. Head on a large sardine with a sliding egg sinker up above it just to get it down. It was funny, I was just about to stop and wind it up because it was dragging on the bottom. Because we'd gone from 100 and basically 150 feet and we were at 80 feet. Apparently the editing so here is kind of in. off. I have moved offshore now. Fishing yellowtail. Off Cedros Island. In Baja. <sighs> These are some tough fish. Honestly, now my fish rods are a little bit more parabolic. Kind of brings that uh, leverage point a little closer to my body. And you can land the fish a lot faster. I can see him on my, on my fish finder. This is a big freaking fish. Ah, that's a nice fish. Look at this guy. Yeah, baby. 
That's a nice yellow tail. I said, and these fish are amazingly strong. Damn good fish. That's the biggest yellow tail I've caught in quite some time. If you're fishing in small sheltered ponds or bays, you can use virtually any paddle for kayak fishing. But when you're fishing in a larger area for more dynamic schools of fish like yellowtail, having a good paddle can make the difference between reaching the fish and missing them. And so Ken Whiting explains how to choose the right paddle in this week's kayaking. Oh, we'll let Ken talk about paddles here in a second. I know there was a couple more uh, comments. Um, where were they here? Oh, Dusty says there's still spots available on the San, San Clemente Island trips this year. Uh, one spot open on next week's trip. Dusty, are they are they running a one day or a day and a half trips now? Um, I know a, a day and a half gives you that actual full day at the island, which is which is so cool. And like I said, San Clemente Island, uh, a much uh, much easier place to get to. I mean, I can reach there on our boat. Um, and, but it's still far enough away that you don't have a ton of people fishing out there and a lot of calicos, I mean, fantastic calico bass fishing, uh, yellowtail, white sea bass. And then just off the Island, I know last year they had a group of kayakers out there in a school of hundred plus pound bluefin blew up on them. And like every kayak angler there just got destroyed. I don't think they landed a fish. <laughs> Uh, Jeff, um, setup choice for calicos. Um, you know, it's changed over the years. Back then I was using, you know, your round reels, your Calcuttas. Now uh, I really like uh, the bigger low profile reels. They're a little more comfortable in your hand to cast all day. For calicos, I really like uh, like a seven, seven and a half foot fast taper rod. I know I mentioned earlier that I liked a more parabolic rod, but that's for the yellowtail stuff that's really putting a bend in the rod. For those calicos, you know, I mean, they're obviously they're not huge. So a faster taper rod, something that you can set the hook quickly and keep the pressure on uh, because they they live in the kelp and in the rocks and you need to be able to just hammer them. Most of the time, if I'm fishing those areas, um, the boiler rocks, the kelp like that, I mean, I'm fishing like uh 50 pound braid and at least 20 pound fluorocarbon leader and sometimes more and my drag is locked you know i i don't want to give those fish any line at all i need to turn their head and get them coming to me as quick as possible or get me going to them um always prepared to loosen up the drag in case you do hook into a real fish there's plenty of times when i've been fishing calicos kind of like there where I hooked a yellowtail or hook into a big white sea bass and all of a sudden you need to back off the drag pressure. But uh, uh, most of my, I've got some, I don't have like a real sponsor for the low profiles. You know, I use Siegler reels now for all my bigger stuff, but for the low profiles, um, you know, the, the Daiwa Lexas are nice. Um, I've also got several of the Akuma Komodos, which I've really liked over the last few years. So, but a good quality low profile reel, good quality line, you know, um, Seaguar uh, braid is awesome. It casts so well. The SmackDown braid um, casts so, so well and, and is very strong. But I'm usually going on those low pro profile reels, going at least 50 pound test on the braid. And then again, like I said, 20, 30 pound on the fluorocarbon leader. And I do always go fluorocarbon. Um, sure, there's times when just going straight braid is fine, but 
I generally prefer to go with fluorocarbon leader just because sometimes like it's Cedros um, and the same with San Clemente, San Clemente Island. Um, they're fairly volcanic. Uh, and so there's not a lot of sand out there or I should not, shouldn't say sand. Um, there's not a lot of loose dirt sediment. Uh, so most of the time the water is super, super clear. So uh, using fluorocarbon is really, really important down there. Uh, John Park uh, used to fish Islander for fishing, but their kayak program is top notch. Uh, yeah. And even the food is ridiculous. Yeah. The food, any of these long range trips now, I mean, you think, oh, I'm going to go out on a boat for eight days and you know, you're going to be eating hamburgers or something. No, that, no, these boats have chefs on them <laughs> and, and you could paddle all day long and you're probably still going to gain weight. And the cool thing is they usually have like a, you saw there earlier, uh, Shane came out on the little uh, Zodiac and they're usually buzzing around with that. If you need new bait, they'll bring you bait. They'll bring you beverages. They'll bring you uh, a hamburger or a sandwich or a snack or whatever. So, I mean, it really is a full service kind of deal. They do a, a really, really good job. And I really, I can't um, endorse them enough. Uh, just a, just a fantastic um, group uh, or organization at, at Islander Sport Fishing. So uh, let's see what paddle Ken says we should have. Of course, it should be a Werner paddle. Brought to you by Ocean Kayak, makers of the Trident series of kayaks and the Torque Electric Kayak. The truth of the matter is that you can get by with pretty much any paddle, as long as it'll hold up to the abuse. With that said, better paddles are lighter, they're stronger, they let you get more from each stroke, and they really do feel good in your hands. So once you start paddling more, it's a good chance you'll want to invest in a better paddle. The biggest factor dictating the price and quality of a paddle is the materials used in its construction. The most common paddles are made from a combination of fiberglass and plastic. They're durable, they're affordable, and they perform reasonably well. The highest end paddles are made from carbon fiber. They're light, stiff, they're strong, but you do pay for them. Now paddles have three main parts to them. They have a shaft, they have a power face, which is the concave face, part of the blade that catches water when you're taking a forward stroke. They have a back face, the back face is used to push water when you're taking a back or reverse stroke. Now paddle length is measured in centimeters and the most common length for, uh, for kayak fishing is around 230 to 240 centimeters. Blade shape is really a personal preference. The final decision you'll have to make has to do with the feathering of the paddle. A feathered paddle has blades that are offset from one another. What this does is that when you're taking a forward stroke your top blade is actually slicing through the air and through the wind effortlessly. The downside is that it requires twisting the paddle when you're going from one stroke to the next. Unless you're racing and looking to shave a few seconds off your time, I'd recommend going with a paddle that has no twist or no feather. It's more intuitive to use and it helps you avoid issues like tendonitis in the wrist. So I personally it. prefer a paddle that has a slight feather, third degree. And that's your Ocean Kayak Kayaking Tip of the Week. For the most comprehensive guide to kayak fishing, pick up a copy of The Ultimate Guide to Kayak Fishing at your local outdoor store or at kayakfishingshow.com. To communicate with each other and our mothership while in Baja, we're using the Standard Horizon HX750. When you're out on a kayak, it's really easy 
to accidentally drop your gear overboard. So having a radio that is waterproof and floats is really important. The HX750 is the only 6-watt marine radio that you can still get into at a reasonable price. You can see Standard Horizon's full line of VHF radios at standardhorizon.com. With the hold of the Islander filled, the anglers say goodbye to Cedros Island, knowing that somewhere down the road they'll be back again. But Jim's adventures are far from over. Join us next week on the Kayak Fishing Show with Jim Sammons as Jim meets up with kayak fly fishing guru C.G. Feldman and pro angler Jeff Herman in Ennis, Montana for a kayak fly fishing trip down Montana's Madison River. Came across a big school of bait back there and I was like waiting, hoping I was gonna get it. And uh, I'm gonna let this guy go because I already got some bigger fish and uh, I just don't need that much yellowtail. Okay. Yeah, no problem releasing this guy. He's nice and healthy. So, yeah, I mean, you can see how amazing it was. Um, a couple of side stories there that obviously were not in the episode. Um, as was, I kind of was kind of mentioned on the way there, it was quite rough. Uh, my videographer, Will, um, because it's such a long drive, uh, decided to try to get some work done, uh, editing some video. Within five minutes, he was green. It's hard to look at a screen while also the boat is moving. So you're looking at moving water while you're on moving water. And uh, he came outside to sit down to get some fresh air to kind of clear his stomach and his head. And all, and I was sitting by him. And all of a sudden, you just see, just goes, oh, no. And just puts his hand in front of his face and proceeds to projectile, lose his stomach but it hits his hands and sprays back into his own face and all over him. I felt so bad, but there was quite a few guys who got sick. And then on the ride back, uh, it's an uphill ride. So it, it's, it can be rough anyway. Um, and it was really rough. And that rack that you see there, there basically collapsed because it was just, it's getting shifted so bad and, and it got busted up. So they had to fix that, stop and fix that in the middle of the night, which is pretty similar to the trip that I did. Another trip I did, they were like, ah, it's a ride back. It'll be smooth. And they put our kayaks on the, just left them sitting on the deck because it was just a couple of them. And they almost washed out the back because all of a sudden we were in rough seas and water was coming down the front of the boat and shooting them out the back. So that was a, that was a, a pretty funny one. The other thing was, and they kind of mentioned it there, um, how the wind was so bad that you couldn't get offshore uh, from the island, but there was a lot of fish out there. So on the last day, when we loaded up all the kayaks and we're going to be heading home that night, um, about midday, we loaded up and headed offshore and we fished off of the, off the boat. And it was literally every single drop on yellowtail to the point where guys were fishing yellowtail on little bass rods just to see if they could land them. Uh, I mean, they absolutely stuffed the hold of that boat with yellowtail. It was one of the craziest, just wide open, every drop kind of fishing. Uh, it, it was absolutely nuts and, and a fantastic trip. And, and like I said, that's one of the special things about Cedros. 
Um, Jeff Brewer had a comment, craziest thing to happen on a trip down there. Um, like I said, I, I think, I think I've kind of mentioned them. Um, I said, catching the yellowtail right next to the shore. Uh, I have had similar things happen down there um, where I've thrown a bait or thrown a lure up into the boiler rocks and where you don't expect, you're expecting, you know, calico bass and all that to hit up in those areas. But I've thrown it up in there and been hit by, I don't know, a big white sea bass or a yellowtail that's cruising the shoreline that you couldn't stop. Just like it hits and all of a sudden it's like, zzz, pow. Um, I remember having a, a, a calico bass on that I was pulling out of the boiler rocks. And out of the corner of my eye, I just see this shadow just come ripping through and grabbed the bait um, out of the calico bass's mouth. And it was a big white sea bass. And, but it happened so fast that it was like here to here to uh, bam. It just it took me straight into the kelp and busted me off. But it happened like that. Um, and that's kind of the crazy wild things that can happen down there because it just doesn't doesn't get fished that hard you know uh it doesn't have like there's no commercial fishery for calicos so that's why you get so many big calicos down there um it's far enough out that nobody's just heading out there to go um to go fish on a regular basis so um like i said it, it's a, a super special place um I, I mentioned earlier that we had the free divers on the trip um, and the one dove down and got the guy's tackle box in, in over a hundred feet of water. Well, the thing was on the, on the first couple days of the trip, they actually, the fishing was kind of tough. Um, they just weren't biting. They were there and they weren't biting. And this free diver, and I mean, he had a nickname of being, uh, uh, Aquaman because he was, I mean, he could dive down that far. He could stay down that long. And he would just go dive down and he goes, man, the schools are here. They're just not biting for you. And he could go down there and shoot any fish he wanted. At any, so he was just like picking out the biggest fish in any school and he would come up with another fish. Um, so that, that was one of the things that's the difference between um, rod and reel fishing versus spear fishing. Uh, as they say, the, the fish always eat the spear. So Anyway, I hope you enjoyed that episode. It sure brought back a lot of great memories for me. Um, again, we will be back uh, next Tuesday. I'll have Jameson Redding on with me, and we're going to talk about that beard versus hair challenge. My hair is almost that long again. Jeez. Um, and uh, so we'll have that episode. And then, uh, again, another episode of the throwback shows on Thursday and on Wednesday. Again, a special announcement, kind of tell you guys some really exciting news that at least exciting for us. Um, I hope it's exciting for you. And um, so I hope you can join us next week. Until then, please, if you're going out on the water, always wear your PFD, keep your paddle right side up, be safe, be kind, <laughs> you know, <laughs> let's all get along. I, I don't know, <laughs> but uh, I hope you have a good weekend. Y'all take care.